Welcome back to One Shot, One Quill, a podcast hosted by both myself, Spencer, and my friend Ben here. Ben, I wanted to draw attention to something, which Mm is, I I don't know if you've noticed, you and I write the, we alternate on writing the descriptions because we alternate Mm -hmm. editing. Um, Every time you and I upload, we write the description, the order of our names differently. Yeah. um, And ironically, you write me first and I write you first. Well, it's do you I, do you do that just to spite me, or do you think Spencer and Ben actually reads better? No, I just like putting you first. I like putting myself last. Okay, so it's a, it's an esteem thing. It's just a self-deprecation <laughs> thing. Yeah, I understand. Okay, okay. See, I and, just, I have to read it kind of alphabetically, otherwise it sounds bizarre. And then going back, we can tell who edited each episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little Easter egg. That's a little Easter egg for the audience to tell who edited it. It's the that, person whose name is listed last. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ben, what is this show? How does it work? Oh, Spencer, I'm so glad you asked because I know you forget. Uh, this is a show in which you and I brainstorm a TTRPG podcast. Uh, po- we used to brainstorm a podcast. No, we brainstorm mm-hmm. a one-shot uh, using randomly rolled uh plots and items that are submitted by listeners or taken from the internet and sometimes my dog uh, makes noise while we're recording um and (laughs) at the end we hope that we have a product that can be used to finish the thing we didn't bother finishing or is entertaining to listen to at the very least (laughs) God, you you didn't even stop to restart that one. If that was like an Olympic gymnastics act, the gymnast started the flip, slammed their head into the bar as they as they landed, their shoulder just their arm from the shoulder down fell off and they continued the dismount all the way through to the very end. Mm hmm. Sometimes shortly you, before the blood loss got him. Sometimes you slam your head on the ground and you just got to turn it into a forward roll. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you got to make sweet chin music out of that concussion. Ben, what uh, what, what do you want to roll for me out of a one or a two for premises? Uh, what about a uh, zero? I'm joking. <clears throat> it's a two. A druid is speeding up the growth of several trees seeking to use their roots to subtly destroy certain buildings. Unfortunately for him, the PCs notice what he's doing, and he has no choice but to attempt to silence them. Hmm. That comes from Kasoon. Kasoon.com. Wonderful, wonderful source of plot premises. Ben, a druid is trying to undermine the foundations of buildings downtown by growing trees through them. Okay, that's what I missed, because I... I blacked out for a second there with my intermittent blackout disease um there's there's like a weed i guess growing at the base of this building and at night this guy comes out to grow it by 20 feet all right Uh, well that's that makes i thought (laughs) i heard i heard druid growing trees at the party is you know finds us out i was like hmm this is an (laughs) interesting thing to be pissed about (laughs) See, in this world, um, not not actually, not even in this world, in Faerun, it's mm. hidden lore that only the gods can create trees, and to do so yourself <laughs> is blasphemy in every single culture unanimously. Wow, that's... The one uh, thing you can do that, like, the drow and the halflings will both hate you for it. You know, I'm glad that someone has finally brought those two cultures together. 
Yeah, you know, it's like those, those, they've always been at odds, I think. Nothing in common, quite literally nothing in common. We have a hundred items, as always, Ben. Can you, can you pick me two of them? Uh, how does a 54 treat you? Five, four, a key that can unlock any door, but cannot be removed from the mechanism until the door is relocked. Hmm. <clears throat> um interesting my assumption therein is that if you're breaking into like i don't know a dungeon and uh, you if theoretically it's a one use item because like you can only lock a door from one side ordinarily via like the lock mechanism that requires a key well but you could lock it with the key i mean i think it, it, you can right? leave like, and then relock it but if you open it up you have to leave it open more or less, if you're going to use this key, you cannot proceed further on with the key. Yeah. But you could if you were like, <laughs> which at this point is just a key. Um, you could have a key and use it to open like a door to a house. And then, although I guess it, I guess it would need to be more like a door to a shop that you were then going to uh, run the shop. So the door needs to be open the entire time you're inside. And then once you leave, you can just take the key out and it's automatically locked. I'm not sure. Is, is this, this seems like such an easy item and it's tripping me up real hard. I don't know if I'm just expect, am I especially dumb today? No, or I, I think it is, it is easy in premise. <laughs> Let me get my whiteboard. No. So I think it's just a key. But unlike a normal key, oh my god! <laughs> it is got to get the blackboard too. <laughs> it is a skeleton key. Yeah. Um, but unlike a normal skeleton key, you've got to you can't just take it out of the lock. It's got to relock the thing before you can take it out. Mm -hmm. So you you would need to be finished with the contents of what mm -hmm. is within before you can then take the key back. That okay okay. Just like, um, just like my heart. Um, exactly. <laughs> What's another item? How about a 10? A 10. Another item to aid in this druid's evil scheme to grow trees. Color Thief's Brush. This paintbrush has a needle on the back. If you prick something, you steal all the color from it, but can later paint with those same brilliant colors, which are stored in the brush. If a book is pricked, it will steal the words. The Whoa. book can be the book can then be reconstructed, but it takes a few days of writing for it to be recovered. Wha okay, they threw a fucking curveball on the yeah. second half of this. <laughs> Bury the lead. Um, you can steal information and then paint information on. I feel like people uh, uh, DNA is information. Spencer, this is my knife, which is really good at cutting bread. It can cut a bread, a piece of bread in a single slice. And also it's a video camera and can record well, uh, anything. I was on board with the knife part. That seemed useful enough. But then you you really hit me with a truck with that part. All right. Okay. Wow. Hmm. Um, something that can steal words. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how this, uh, we're going to make this apply. Um, what if, it's, um, 
normally I think any good comedian can ramp up to this conclusion, but I'm just going to jump straight to it. DNA is info. What happens if I prick a person and they do I do I paint them after a series of weeks, I guess? Uh, They they are immediately removed from existence and there's just a mannequin, a blank mannequin left in their place. Um, And if I if I can paint over that mannequin. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Then I've got a construct. I've got the same person, but now they're a construct. Now they're your uh, construct. <laughs> this feels like a wonderful tool for a private investigator. Uh, it does. Uh, if you're willing to murder. What? <laughs> yeah, I think this. I, my first thought was if a guy has to like steal an incriminating document or some shit, but they oh. can't get it out of its safe place, you know, they stab it. I thought you were saying that the uh, your stealing DNA idea was great for a private <laughs> investigator. <laughs> no, that one's just good for like a Metal Gear character. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, the the color thief's brush does have in parentheses. Um, there was a there was a bit I did not include stored in the brush controlled by imagination which seems to suggest that you and and its colors per, plural so even if i mm-hmm. took like if i pricked an artwork i think it would rob the whole thing of color and i can then with my imagination choose which color i'm picking from the palette of the brush and paint with the same vibrancy and all that so you're hmm. you're able to use this to more or less forge a painting or steal a painting uh in the least physically demanding way you just it all you have to do is sneak past the lasers but you don't have to carry the thing out you could just poke it and then go out the way you came in hmm. what are some other practical uses for stealing color uh <laughs> make a druid think it's winter Ooh, okay i i actually you, do like that you steal all the color from the leaves and then he's like, well, this is normal that all the leaves turn gray. I don't know where I'm going with this. No, no, um, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you finish it then. Because this guy, this druids and eladrin, which are like the season-based mm-hmm. druids. And Ooh, they can choose which season they go too, into. Because they're like uh, weird little plant people. So maybe he doesn't even like uh, buildings that much. Exactly. He's just like, this was, I'm. they're eternal too. They, they choose when they want to mm-hmm. age. So this guy's always been around. And he like woke up from a long hibernation and he's like, what the fuck? There's a city here. I went to sleep here three eons ago. <laughs> and now there's a goddamn potion shop where my favorite brook used to be. Um, <laughs> I'm going to make it babble again. God damn it. So the Eladrin is out for vengeance. And I think he chooses when he goes to, to, to sleep his hibernation periods here. I think maybe he chooses those based on the season. And uh, he, he comes from a time when the winters were long and furious. You see, global warming's real in, in my fantasy world. Oh. And uh, I should say real as well before anybody thinks I'm a fucking moron. Uh, the, but, <clears throat> but he thinks that the, uh, uh, if, if the trees turn to winter, if you take all the color out and you gaslight him into depression... By turning the world gray around him, he will go to sleep again. Now, I've I've got a different thing that could work that I go just for thought of. So, you know how Eladrins change physically based off of the seasons? Yes. So maybe he comes out as a winter Eladrin and he's like all gray and stuff. 
Um, and so what you've got to do is without being detected, go and steal some color from the trees and then paint him green. And then he becomes a summer Eladrin and he's all joyous and he's back to seeing reason. Cause I think, <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Um, summer is the season of boldness. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Summer is the season of boldness and aggression. So maybe not summer. You could do autumn, peace and goodwill, or I actually am. Spring is cheerfulness and celebration. Winter is contemplation and dolor. I don't know what dolor means. Why would they use such a? (laughs) Yeah, Charles Dickens, get the fuck out of here. Great sorrow or distress. Fucking Jeremy Crawford was feeling real uh, poetic this day. So what if, what if we have um uh if I'm if I'm hearing this right we are going to paint him into the right appearance forcibly and then he's going to change his uh attitudes to match it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I like it. So we're going to take fall colors and we're going to forcibly paint over his wintry ass or summer ass with uh Actually, I mean, maybe maybe we do we combine the two ideas. So like Okay. Uh, as maybe he is a summer Eladrin because that's boldness and aggression, a time of unfettered energy. Um, and maybe what you got to do is you got to figure out which season is better. And then you've got to sneak in and paint a bunch of stuff around him. The color of the season you want, for example, autumn, which is peace and goodwill. Um, and then, in doing so, he'll turn into a or a autumn Eladrin, and uh, he'll turn into an autumn Eladrin, and then come to his senses and be like, "Maybe I shouldn't destroy everything." I'm into this. I'm into this. I the plot premise at its beginning is a little interesting to me because. I don't know how in love I am with the initial conception I have of the players are walking out at night and they see a druid who's hanging out at the street corner growing a tree. And then he immediately looks them in the eyes and goes, well, I have to kill you now. Yeah. <laughs> You've I, seen me. <laughs> I I wouldn't go um, that Not that way. we were even locked in on that, but that's how my mind read it at first. <laughs> and I need to see it a different way. Well, I mean, summer... If we're still going with the Eladrin thing, summer is supposed yeah. to be aggression. Okay. So maybe it is they figure it out and they go and peacefully try to uh, be like, hey, Druid, please stop. And he's like, how about I make you stop forever with your breathing <laughs> and talking? He talks like that. I like this. <laughs> He rides the fine line between like an 80s action hero who just delivered the line, take one, or or a 12-year-old girl. (laughs) (laughs) He also does like a when you talk at him. He's always every time you're every time your players are talking and he's in the room, he's doing that. Just real quiet right underneath him. The um the skeleton key to me seems like an answer to a uh, like a dungeon where you're told, oh, this uh, druid could potentially be layered in this, you know, ancient vault underneath the city. I, I don't know how you might get into that unless 
and like the thieves guild offers you up the key because they're like I- i'll be honest man I- i'm a thief and i don't know how to steal the labor necessary to fix the foundation of my building so can i pay you to go <laughs> kill this elytron listen it's a trade it's the one thing i can't steal as a trade i can't steal carpentry or masonry so please just do it now can i can i offer this is the reason that you would need the key I feel like that was such an all-star lineup, really no, no issues no, there, no, but please, no, it, please. It, it is still on that, uh, uh, oh, good, on that good. train. Best, it's just yeah. maybe the door to this dungeon or whatever isn't a traditional door since it's an Elodin druid. Maybe the druid, maybe it's like a door that's part of a tree or something and the Elodin druid can just Ooh. walk up and make the tree move. But yeah, because yeah. it is a magical skeleton key, if you go up to this door and you can find a crack that you can put the key into, even though it's not technically a keyhole, you can then turn the key and then the door opens because it's a magical key and it doesn't matter what an actual lock mechanism does. Oh, um, this is good. This is good. I and I and I like the idea of maybe he's been within that protective bubble of his little mm-hmm. sanctuary down there. He's been able to do this just like because I imagine he's not strong enough to go up in broad daylight and uncontested just do this out in the gutter. Just mm-hmm. like walk out in front of every building and be like tree, tree. It uh, would make sense. Especially especially because the town has a local uh chain of brunts tree chopping axes. <laughs> Yeah, this is a lumber town. Mm. This was made and built on lumber. <laughs> Paul Bunyan is mayor. Um, and the the druid could have done all of this like with no risk if he's in this underground sanctuary and just growing the roots from beneath. Yeah. So he's just kind of like, he has a network kind of, or a core underneath the town, and he's just able to, no fucking resistance whatsoever point at the ceiling be like tree 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 mm-hmm. and he's just working on this ritual that is gradually ruining the town growing all these big ass trees through it and they're like we can't do anything about it because we can't get to him mm-hmm. i like that so then my question becomes how do we segue that into uh knowing that eladrin change on the seasons there's got to be a lore figure there's got to be like a village elder that can help them understand the color mechanic maybe with like an old it, town legend maybe yeah there's like the eladrin has been in this town before and done something similar and maybe in fact that's what they did was they uh tricked the eladrin into thinking it was winter because that's uh you know the slumber one yeah, so yeah maybe maybe they did that and then the eladrin fell asleep and they put him in underground in this area and then the Eldrin once the Eldrin woke up, turned it into a sanctuary, uh, found out that the town had continued growing and is now trying to extract its revenge. And so maybe, you know, that's obviously an option. Maybe one of the options is changing it to a different season so that it's no longer a murder elf. Yeah. Uh, and maybe this old person who tells you the lore about it is in the middle of suggesting that maybe there are other things that you could change the Eldrin into when suddenly a bunch of roots come up from the ground and he gets pulled into the earth to Ooh. his own death. I like this. I like this a lot that he's because I had first thought maybe he's a reverent figure like a, like it's a misunderstanding of, of history. And they're like, ah, this was our great savior. And. 
now he's a sleeping god beneath the city and our, our village prospers because of him, to, oh shit, he actually doesn't like us at all. Oh no, oh no, no, no. Now, may, but, maybe you could combine the two. Maybe it used to be a, because we said it's a logging town. Maybe it was a town that originally was, you know, kind of peaceful with this Eladrin and they lived in peace. And we've turned this Eladrin into kind of a Spriggan from uh, Elder Scrolls, <laughs> but whatever. We really have, yeah. Uh, they lived in peace with it and harmony. And then some logging company moved in and started cutting down all the trees. And then the Eladrin went mad and was like, well, I'm just going to kill everybody here now and regrow the forest. And no one will ever walk into this forest again, or I'll pull them into the earth with roots. And then they were like, jokes on you. We're going to put you to sleep and we're going to build paved roads so you can never pull anyone anywhere. <laughs> and that was Mayor Cobblestone. <laughs> inventor of the very same paving. Um, I think this is perfect. I love this. Yeah, I really like it, too. Um, what do we want to call this one? Hmm. Sleeping Butry. <laughs> What what is butry? Um bu b a b e a u apostrophe hyphen tree. <laughs> um um uh, you see it sounds like the word beauty but it's actually about a tree. No, I maybe you're not getting this. I, Sleeping butry <laughs> but there's a hyphen. <laughs> I'm going to get my whiteboard. Hang on. <laughs> I actually legitimately like sleeping blue bu tree, except for I wish that there was something better than bu. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, can, I can't can, can capture we, lightning can, in a bottle again. Can we just make it so that the roots are all of a yew tree and it's sleeping yew tree? Is that a thing? Is a yew tree yeah. a thing? Y E W. It's at least a thing in RuneScape. I mean, it's it's okay, but it doesn't have the great mouthfeel of Sleeping Bew Tree. Uh, tree is a real tree. <laughs> and quite frankly, looking at these pictures, I mean, it's just, it's big and all gnarled, gnarled, gnarled and stuff. And like, that looks like the type of thing that you could stick an Eldred into. Oh, just shit, I right agree, actually. <laughs> the, no, this is actually perfect. Um, if we can get people to just click on this one, ignoring the fact they don't know what a yew tree is uh, <laughs> all right everyone google yew tree and we'll uh you, well we can't idea. just we can't make that the title everyone google yew tree <laughs> that's <laughs> like obviously they're gonna look at it now they've already committed 26 minutes of their day to this but <laughs> i i think we just go with sleeping yew tree and then, yeah, uh, it's going to be you tree. Is there any joke that we can shoehorn onto the end of this? Uh, like you tree eye or something. Just, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to put that one in the vault for my next druid themed campaign. That's why this Eldrin's so pissed. <laughs> He's had one hell of a you tree eye. I'll show myself out. You've been listening to one shot, one quill. Oh, the, um, most magnificent comedy invention since funny sliced bread. What? Ben, who do you want to thank? Uh, you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, you're so kind. Uh, also, Morgan the Bard, who composed our theme song, Alatavirado Guliere, off the album Lost in Time. Also, uh, people that have reviewed us and people that will review us so kindly after I ask them to. Please. 
please review us iTunes and Spotify. Uh, also, would like to thank the people who sent in suggestions, by which I mean Andy. But if you, like Andy, want to send in suggestions, you can do so by uh, contacting us on Twitter at dndpod. That is d-n-d-p-o-d. There's a link to it in the description of the episode and every episode ever. Yar. <laughs> oh, we're doing a pirate thing now. That's a teaser. Next episode's pirate themed. We're Next locked episode's in. Next episode's pirate themed. Yo ho, yo ho, podcast life for me. I love the sea. No, no, the, that the first was good enough. God damn it! Stop yes ending me. <laughs> Wow, that's some uh, real character growth. (laughs)